the blast from our past network. Cut right! Cut right! Hello, Newman. This is so f***ing good! Nothing for you! These pretzels are making me thirsty! Not that there's anything wrong with that. Serenity now! He's a re-gifter! Well, let's start the insanity. Mm, giddy up. <laughs> Welcome back to Seinfeld, a Cartwright podcast. I'm just joking. I fucked that up. <laughs> Welcome back to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We're two super fans giving you every single episode of Seinfeld back to back to back. And I'm, I'm not even going to do it again. I'm just going to let this no, keep going. I, I, this is going to be the top of it. I would have right. kept it in anyway, so yeah. it doesn't matter. <laughs> right. I'm Adam. Corey. And I do not know how to host a podcast anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, you've only been doing it for years. Yeah, all right. Uh, today, you know what? My lips are all screwed up. I need I need somebody <laughs> somebody to help with it. Maybe a lip reader. Is that how it mm-hmm. works? Like a palm reader, but I'm reading yeah. my lips. I don't know. That that was that was worse. God, I'm really not. I really don't know how to host a podcast anymore. <laughs> God, we're minute in and it's going downhill yeah. fast. All right. Uh, yes, today we are talking the lip reader season five episode six. First aired October twenty eighth, nineteen ninety three. Corey, my man, could you please give us the synopsis? <laughs> God damn it. That wasn't that funny. (laughs) It was. It actually was. Um, The lip reader. George tries to get Jerry's deaf girlfriend to read lips at a party. Kramer becomes a ball boy at the U.S. Open. That's it? That's all they're going to give us? That's all they're giving us, baby. All right. Okay. Pretty basic. Um, so let's start. Basic our bitches. Basic bitches. Oh my God! You got your PSL with your UGG boots and your uh, and your Lululemon pants on, Corey. I literally don't know a single word you just said. <laughs> okay, I do, because you know I went to the University of Georgia and there were just basic bitches everywhere. That's <laughs> what they did at the sorority, all the sororities, and all the all the girls. Period. Um, okay. Moving on, <laughs> let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about tennis. And let, I'd like to hear the Seinfeld stand-up on tennis to start off this episode. Of course, of course, always there's always a stand-up until there isn't. So, professional tennis. To me, I don't understand all the shushing. Why are they always shushing? Shush, shush. I don't know why I said shush like that. God, it just sounded so weird. I was like, shush, shush. Synopsis, shush, shush. Guys, we're done. It's over. Oh, God. Okay. Don't the players know that we're there? Should we duck down behind the seats so they don't see us watching? Tennis is basically just ping pong, and the players are standing on the table. That's all it is. And that goofy scoring, you win one point, and all of a sudden you're up by 15, two points, 30 love. 30 love. Sounds like an uh, English call girl. That'll be 30 love. And could you be a little quieter next time, please? Shush. Woo. Yeah, I, I actually play tennis, so I didn't find that all that funny. Um, yeah, I I thought it was I thought the the part about the it's just ping pong I thought that was okay. funny. Yeah, but right. otherwise, yeah. Not, now what not, I did do strongest I did look up the origins of tennis scoring because you know what I never actually looked it up I I just kind of you go with it. Um, you know why does it start with fifteen and, and then yeah. thirty et cetera et cetera. So from what I was able to find and what people had said is that the origins of scoring tennis came from medieval France where 
um, to keep track of the scoring, they actually used a clock face to tell the score. And so they would kind of take it to the 15 minute mark, 15 for the first, because they would kind of split it up um, because you you have to win uh, like four points basically to win the point. And so it would go to 15, 30, uh, and then maybe like originally they thought maybe 45 and then 60 was the win. But with Deuce, uh, kind of you have to win by two and that whole stuff, it would kind of go from 15 to 30 to 40, then to 50, then to win it. Because you have to win 50 being the, 40 being Deuce, um, you know, when you, if, when, if you got to Deuce and then 50 being the advantage uh, and then 60 being the win. So, okay. that, so, so that's how they kept score was they used a clock to help keep score and then they would rotate the, uh, you know, someone would, be, would move the hands to kind of tell what the score was. And, and that is very, very interesting and, and pretty cool. But then, but why do they still do it now? Like, why don't they still just call it one point? I get it. They're trying to do the tradition, right? Stick with tradition or whatever. But, like, seriously. I mean, come on. Come on. It's never once bother me, bothered me, and I've never really questioned it Questioned it, okay. or looked up as to why. I just allow it. It's just it, man. It's just okay. how it goes. All right. Well, 30 Why, love, why do you get 10 points love. when you play throwback trivia takedown as opposed to one point? Because I said so. <laughs> because I created throwback trivia takedown, and 10 points makes sense to me. Yeah, no, I mean, honestly, there is uh, logic behind that uh, because, you know, people think that, like, one point is lame. So, you know, mm-hmm. you want to have, at the end of the day, you want to have, like, a 1,000 points or something, whereas, like, you know, Jeopardy or whatever, like, it yeah. could just be five points, but no one likes that. People like the big numbers. The big numbers exactly. are fun. Big numbers All right. are fun. All right. <laughs> okay. All right, we are at the U.S. Open. Uh, for tennis in 1993, George complains about Jerry's sunblock when he's trying to uh, to share some of the 25. Now, granted, I I usually buy a 50 when I because yeah. I'm yeah. a pasty pasty white boy. We both are. We yeah. both are. But if someone hands me 25, it will do the job. I understand that George just being you know ridiculous and neurotic about it. Yeah. Hey, so. side note: What is your heritage background? And just I'll just tell you, I'm Scottish, Irish, and German. I'm pretty much the same. So uh, we are Sc- the, the, Scottish and English. Uh, Scottish, English, and German are, are and and Norwegian are like my main things. Okay, so we are the whitest people white. out there. So yes. white, <laughs> so so impossibly white. Yeah, my brother actually did a test. They they re-upped his. Um, they kind of did some updates, and apparently we are or he is. I don't know because my maybe I get different parts of the DNA, yeah. even though we have the exact same fucking heritage. It says he is 44% Scottish. And it's like, uh, that's a lot of Scottish. So, yes, very, very whiteies. Yep, yep, very and white. And at first when they did it, it said it had like a less than 1%. Um, uh, it was uh, Indian subcontinent. And so okay. it was like, oh, wow, cool, we have a little bit of it. No, and then they took that away. <laughs> so Do you have uh, – I think whiteies. they can test for Neanderthal gene, I think. I have no idea. <laughs> I, I have not gotten tested, and I give so little shits about that stuff. Yeah. Uh, my brother likes genealogy, and uh, you know he has an Ancestry.com account and all that kind of stuff. He enjoys that stuff. I don't give a fuck. Uh, I'm kind of you with you, but <laughs> yeah. I kind of don't really give a shit. I live in 2020. I'm here now. I don't really care what came before me. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, all right. So at the uh, at, in case you were curious, at the 1993 uh, U.S. Open, Pete Sampras ended up taking the men's singles championship. Steffi Groff won uh, the female championship. Um, nice. But um, the only tennis player hmm. I know is Anna Kornikova. That's it? The uh, <laughs> I think she's Russian? Probably. She's hot is what I know. <laughs> 
honestly, <laughs> honestly, there are a lot better tennis players than Anna Kornikova, and there's a lot hotter players than Anna Kornikova too. There really are. She she got all the hype, but she wasn't. In my opinion, she's attractive. But there's a lot of other more attractive people too, and way better players who deserve your attention more than her. Yeah, I mean, I, it was a bad joke. I I know Vanessa Williams. I know. Oh, right. Yeah, Van- <laughs> Vanessa Williams, the singer who was uh, oh, Miss oh, America. Shit, shit. <laughs> you idiot. You idiot! You moron! <laughs> I think you're thinking of Venus Williams, and Serena maybe, and maybe, will, yeah, and then her go. her even better player, Serena, one of the greatest players of all time. <laughs> all right, I'm just gonna roll it back. I only know Anna Kornikova. <laughs> uh, all right, so they're they're talking about a couple of different things here, including about the bad idea of taking a date to a party um, and having to deal with that, even though it's a party that they have a mutual friend at, that kind of thing. Jerry then. He uh, he notices this this ball girl, this lineswoman, and that uh, well, she's not a lineswoman. She's a ball girl. She's a she's a you know a lineswoman. You would think is those are judge judges, um, but she was a she was a a ball girl. I think maybe she was a. Lineswoman. Well, George calls her a a, a BL, a beautiful yeah. lineswoman. Well, so maybe so she, she is a judge. A so maybe she is a judge then. Okay, so she is a judge lineswoman then. Um, so yeah, she right. She wasn't a ball girl. She was because she yeah, wasn't yeah, moving around. She stayed Kramer, in that one Kramer place. Wants, yeah, I think yeah, she's so she a, was a line, line judge. judge. She was a line judge. She was a lineswoman. Um, all right. So, uh, but first, what I what I want to call out here is Jerry's like she's beautiful, and George says, "Who the Croat? The the Croat?" And he's like, "No, not the Croat." Croat is meaning someone from Croatia, a Croatian yeah. person. Yeah, um, that's what that is. So who is he referring to? So there were only two Croatian women because it was a women's singles match, as we saw that from the little bit of the footage. Um, there was only two women, uh, Croatian women in the 1993 uh, U.S. Open. Uh, one of them was uh, Nadine Ercegovic, uh, who was out in the first round, and then or Iva Majoli, who was uh, out in the second round. So they were watching early round um, uh, U.S. Open stuff here. So it was one of those two women, if, okay. <laughs> which, which is all BS. I mean, they just, they just, I don't know why. Maybe I think they just liked the word Croat. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. But from me deducing which match they were watching, it had to be one of those two. And so it was early round play in the U.S. Open. Okay. In case okay. you were curious. I, I was not, but I'm sure somebody was. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, we have a quick cut to Pendant Publishing. Elaine uh, has to get to a meeting, and she's talking to actually one of her um, coworkers who we've seen a, a couple different episodes. I can't remember yes. the actress's name, but we do see her multiple times. Yes, and I was I was like, yeah, I think her name, the character's name, I think is Renee. Yes, and she she calls her she called her in earlier talking about the uh, faking the orgasm. She mm-hmm. she was the the faking the orgasm yes. lady. You know, yeah, so. if you took me to dinner and uh, or took yeah. me to a, a, a play and had good seats or something like that <laughs> yeah <laughs> or, so. or you're just tired and want to go to bed you yeah. know yep. but uh yeah no that was that was great it was it was really really cool seeing her yeah. but they probably the shot interest- they, they i can guarantee you they shot all those scenes in one little quick block oh of course of yeah, course yeah, yeah. um but i do i mean you know the whole conversation that they have that you'll explain in a second man wait until it's so applicable to today with with uber and lyft it's just, it's hilarious Oh, well, they do a lot of intercutting here. So I first get to uh, they cut back to George, who is eating 
a whole big. Well, then I should probably just say what they talk about about not yes. wanting to talk to the driver. Yeah, of, yeah, yeah. The, of the of the limo or whatever. I was gonna I think... skip all that, but you you want to talk about it? So I go mean, for I it. was I was a Lyft driver in in L.A. for three yes. years. So like I I'm, I'm on literally both sides of that. A I'm on the lane side, not wanting to talk to the driver, and then B I'm on the driver's side. I don't want to fucking talk to Elaine either. <laughs> so <laughs> I bet there are some there. Are, I bet there are absolutely some passengers who just don't shut up and can't yes. you know they just annoy the heck out of you when you're just yes. trying to do your job and drive them yes and i'm just like if you don't shut up we're all dying but no no you won't shut up okay great yep yep i oh god that was a nightmare bro and i i sometimes think back on my time as a lift driver in la and i shiver i do like a full body shiver because it was such an excruciating hellscape nightmare didn't you find your fantastic co-host while you were live driving? <laughs> <laughs> he well, yeah, my old, my old one. You yeah, the old, the old one. Yeah, okay, yes. And the answer is yes. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so we come back to George at uh, at the uh, U.S. Open. At the um, he he needed he wanted to get a snack. It's really hot out there, and you know he got himself a big. Well, he says a hot fudge sundae, but it looks more like a banana split. It's like a big, long, you know, whatever it yeah. is. That was, uh, a banana, that was a hardcore banana Yeah, it's a hardcore banana But they say he yeah. says hot fudge sundae later or something like that, but that was a definite banana split. Yeah. Um. So anyway, he uh, he gets that. Uh, and Kramer, who is uh, watching in Jerry's apartment <laughs> for some reason. Um, but, <laughs> Drinking out of a ju- juice box, yeah, which yeah, I love. Exactly. <laughs> and, um, yeah, he's uh, he sees George on TV, and TV, George is just sloppily eating this thing it's got it it's all over him and the one of the announcers are just making fun of him one of the announcers absolutely larry david's voice and you yeah. hear him saying hey buddy they've got a new invention it's called a napkin yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. they're just ripping into him so uh we cut back to elaine who's in her uh her driver or in in the car with the driver and um you know she's trying to ignore him but he won't shut up he just keeps nagging and like I, you, you i do hate people who don't have um social perception and yeah. noticing when you're talking and people aren't responding it is your time to just shut up put on some music or do whatever you have to do but don't you don't just keep nagging like him or keep going on he has he lacks complete and utter social awareness which bugs the hell out of me absolutely and i mean that would have been my dream come true if it's anytime they sounded like they wanted to ignore me i was like awesome let me just put in my headphone listen to a a podcast or something while i drive you to whatever hell you're going to and uh and i'll try to make this as painless as possible but like man if i were him i would have been happier in a pig and shit yeah yeah i'm 100 with elaine on this when i got or when I get when I say when I got because uh, living in a small town in Georgia where I live now there is no Uber or Lyft presence. <laughs> it has really? none of that. None. Like like I I remember you know I don't want to say none because I remember one of the times I early on I got on there and I and I just looked it up and there was one car for the entire oh. town. Okay, I mean, like in Atlanta, though they have it. It's yes, just, of course, Atlanta. You're, you're so far I'm, out that I'm there's an hour, just no I'm an hour one. south of Atlanta. Yeah, um, in, yeah. A, in a smaller, it's a town of thirty-two, thirty-three thousand people, um, and it's just not a big presence there. Yeah, yeah. Now that being said, I will say if there is one Uber or Lyft driver out there, they can probably make a killing in that one oh, little yeah. area. Well, we instead we we just all drive drunk. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> well, no, yeah, drunk driving <laughs> is not funny, people. Guys, it's not funny. Seriously, <laughs> don't do it. Buy a fucking Uber. Hey, everybody, Corey here. I just want to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages. 
Hey everybody, welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim, and with me today in studio is co-host Dean. Oh, hey, Dean. hey, Tim. Dean. Huh? Uh, this isn't a full episode. This is actually just an ad. All we have to do is tell everyone that our podcasts come out on Mondays and they can find us on their favorite podcatcher. If they're into movies, comics, or video games, they should definitely check us out. Oh, well then, thanks everybody for listening and we'll catch you next time. Talking back. Hey everybody, I'm Corey. And I'm Zach. And we're the hosts of Podcasting After Dark, a cast dedicated to late night horror and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, often found on HBO and Cinemax. You know, the movies your parents didn't want you watching as a kid. You can find us every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and Stitcher. This is what you want. This is what you get. And now, back to the show. So Jerry, Jerry just, he's still looking at this lineswoman. He has to talk to her. You know, yeah. he's so fixated. He is smitten. Smitten kitten. He's a smitten kitten. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, they have a little conversation, him and George, about, you know, he has to be a cold greeting guy. He has to kind of, okay, he has to be, he has to become that kind of guy where he just goes up and talks to girls. And, you know, they're not those types of dudes. And he has to make that transition, which I find strange because we've seen that in a plenty of different scenarios already, I feel, inside of it, including even last episode where George kind of smoothly, as we talked about it before, smoothly talks to that one lady. Oh, have you been to a bris before? You know, uh, you know, it can get it can get a little little scary. You know, I'll be there for you if you need it. Like that is exactly he's, he doesn't know that woman. He just goes up to her and like puts on like the, the, the confident talk move. That's, yeah. So I don't understand this conversation. I just don't because I feel like I've seen different stuff. I've absolutely seen Jerry talk to women that he doesn't know before and do it in a confident manner. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I felt like. The, the conversation they were having, if you just completely took it out of context of what you've seen, I thought it was like a funny conversation. I like what George was saying. Like, if you become that guy, I can't sort of follow you. I, I, I got that. But then at the same time, I'm like, but I've seen so many examples of it happening regardless, you know, and I've yeah. seen so many examples of George just doing it. I mean, like, what the hell? I mean, like, even uh, uh, the train, felt up- the, the train situation, he starts the, like, well, talking. Was- yeah. Oh. I was gonna say the 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 bra. Um, oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, job. Yeah. You know the interview yes. for the bras, but yeah, even though that bombed, he still attempted it. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? So yeah, exactly. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a funny conversation. Like it's a funny piece of dialogue, but it's not really applicable. Yeah. Yeah. All right then. Um, all right. So th- we then see uh, we're back to Elaine in uh, her. Uh, in her car with uh, the, the driver, the driving service. Thank you. Couldn't think of that. Um, but uh, we get another Larry David voice. He's on the CB radio this time with the uh, the driver. And um, basically he's talking, the, the Larry David voice is saying like, okay, his next person that he has to pick up is Tom Hanks, which Elaine perks up. She was pretending to be deaf this whole time to try and get out of talking with this guy. She hears Tom Hanks. I love that guy. And so he realizes, oh, you've been fucking with me. And so yeah. he's all pissed at her. And we should say uh, his name is Christopher Darga. He's been in a shit ton of stuff. I yeah. mean, you'll recognize him like instantly as a character actor yes. in a bunch of things. Yep. Absolutely. Um, all right. So we then cut over to Jerry, who does try to talk to the lineswoman. 
and she seems to be ignoring him. She says absolutely like nothing towards his uh, general direction. She's just turned away from him, um, and he's just starting getting grumpy about it. He's like making these kind of mean comments, you know, about her, and oh, you're so good, such a good lineswoman, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then uh, she turns around. He's like, well, what are you, deaf? And she goes, bingo. Uh, yeah, I couldn't. Uh, that was my ter- uh, bingo. That's my bad deaf person impression talk right there. That was terrible. And <laughs> thankfully, and I'm a terrible are- person. Thankfully, we're an auditory medium, so no one uh, that you just offended will ever hear that. So thank God. <laughs> they will not. Yeah. Do they have Braille podcasts? Uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> probably. I mean, probably. They could. I yeah, they, they just do. put them out. Just put them to closed captioning. Oh, God. But uh, th- uh, that's uh, Marley Matlin. Uh, yes. She is famous. Uh, famous as a good actress she's she's a good yeah. actress but she's also uh you know deaf in real life yeah. uh you know so uh, as you can imagine there are not there weren't that many roles for her so she's probably one of she i mean honestly i always recognize her i'm always like oh yeah that's you know the the deaf actress yes but you, I, she, she's, I shouldn't been say in multiple that, but shows. She she's been in yeah. kind of like a lot of one-off characters i feel yeah. in other sitcoms and whatnot as the one-off deaf person yeah. as, as unfortunate as it's to say kind of like that yeah, and and I think I mean now I think they've people have given her meteor roles, you know. I think mm-hmm. she's like in Quant that she was on the show Quantico and stuff. Like I think she's got a bit beefier roles, and, and that's that's freaking awesome. But yeah, growing up, I always recognized her as that deaf actress, sa- yeah. sadly, and I'll admit it. But that's that's true, and it's it's mm-hmm. unfortunate. But that's I always recognized her as most beautiful lineswoman. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and I will say she is beautiful. She yeah. is beautiful. Yeah. All right, at the apartment, uh, Kramer talks about how he knows ASL, uh, that he can sign language, uh, that he, he can sign. <laughs> that, and, I like that. I like that little – I liked how he yeah. said it while he was – like he signed it while he was doing mm-hmm. it. I, I thought that was char- like charming. I thought it was cute. Yeah, it was cute. Um, Jerry tells Elaine about about the whole deaf lines woman that he's you know excited to go on her, and we get a, little, we get a little Elaine shove right yep. there. Excited yep, to see put, that. Yep, me too. I, I put that down in the notes. She shoved uh, shoved him right into Kramer. Yeah. And uh, then Elaine kind of talks about her own death plan that she just tried at the uh, uh, in the uh, car service. Um, and, you know, uh, she explains that, you know, what, what she did. And then we see uh, I love her conversation here. It is just, oh, my God, it shows how terrible they really are, even though they think that they're not even how terrible Elaine is. Where she's just she says, like, oh, you know, I'm not terrible. You know, Um, you know, when I see freaks, you know, I never stare. You know, I want the freaks to feel comfortable. And I'm just like, God, that is so funny and offensive all at the same time. And I fucking love it. (laughs) I love this piece of dialogue from Elaine. I took a screen cap of every single like new, like when the new um, dialogue came up on the the subtitles, uh, just because I love it so much. When I see, when I see freaks in the street, I never stare at them. And yet I'm careful not to look away. See, cause I want to make the freaks feel comfortable. <laughs> and seriously, I'm not going to lie to you. I literally live by these words. When I see a freak in public, I don't stare, but I don't look away. I want to make them feel comfortable. Now, the only time that's ever been 
I've ever gone against that was uh, I was working at the census in 2010 in in Los Angeles. We were in uh, that's where I actually met my my soon to be you know my my not then but will become my wife. We met on at the census and uh, we yes. were we were working in the Pico Union area, which is not oh, a great area. Pico. Yep, right over there by the Staples Center, uh-huh. and um, we we had to like uh, have our meetings at different like either McDonald's or whatever, and we uh, we had this one Jack in the Box in the area that we went to. Oh, Jack in the was- Box is gross. Well, we got kicked out of the uh, McDonald's <laughs> after going there too many times without ordering anything. So, oh wow. Yep. So at this Jack in the Box, there was one panhandler that had no lower jaw. And I have a just a huge just heebie jeebie freak out thing about jaws, you know, like like getting your jaw ripped off or something like that. It just it's a thing that I have that I can't fucking stand it. So one time he came in to to ask for, you know, ask for money. I saw him. My brain instantly, and I can remember this happening. My brain instantly goes, "Nope, you're not going to remember this." Like I'm, I don't even remember it. It's a blank spot in my brain. But I looked at him and I said, "Nope, I don't have any money." And I just, I immediately erased it because I could not handle it at all. <laughs> there's a, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of freaks in LA. Uh, I remember there was this, there was this woman. There was a homeless woman who would walk up and down Wilshire Boulevard all the time and she had like a full on goatee and i'm not saying she was i'm very certain i'm not very certain i'm not i never i never checked but i'm pretty damn certain that she was a you know a woman not a trans yeah. woman um yeah. but she was a woman who just happened to have like a full like she just let her chin hairs go wild and so wow. she had an entire and i i did not follow elaine's rules i just stared man i was like whoa <laughs> whoa <laughs> That's pretty impressive, bro. <laughs> well, I wouldn't. I, I was more freaked out or worried about it. <laughs> oh man, I've I've seen I've seen gro- naked grown women at three in the morning taking shits underneath <laughs> like like uh, lights in downtown LA. Like I have, like Winston says in Ghostbusters, I have seen shit that will turn you white. Yeah. <laughs> oh, LA man, I'm so happy to be out of there. It is. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> All right. Um, here also, Kramer mentions that uh, he wants to be a ball boy for a tennis match. It's been like a you know bucket list item for him. It's you know he's a dream of his to do that. So that's all kind of kind of funny because he's a grown dude. And it's yeah. kind of ridiculous. Yeah. But it is you know it's impressive those kids. You know they yeah. they do yeah they do the job. They do their job. Now when they're conversing, did you watch the business the the actor business that that Elaine and Jerry were doing? Mm, no, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, it was fucking gold, man. So Jerry, I guess he grabs a, gla- a glass. Uh, uh, Elaine grabs a, a cup, or I'm sorry, grabs the, the orange juice from the fridge. She grabs the glass from Jerry. Jerry didn't, like, he wasn't grabbing it for her. She fills it up with orange juice. Somehow he grabs the glass from her, drinks it, then she drinks from the carton, and then he looks at her, and she looks at him like with, like, the whole, like, F, you know, like, yeah. It, yeah, huh. it was, it was, I was watching that as they were talking, 
And I was so fucking impressed by that. It was, it, I never even noticed it before, but it was just this fun little thing that happens between Jerry and Elaine in this little scene right here. And I'm like, f- like you have to rehearse it. Like you obviously have to talk yeah. about what that, but it's like, it's like they could have just been fine having the conversation they were having because it was great. But they also threw this little weird little thing in that I was like, this is fucking gold, man. That is gold, yeah. Jerry, gold. I didn't notice it at all, but man, I wish I would have. And, and, and the, on subsequent viewings of this episode, I will absolutely try and pay attention to that. Please do. It was, it was really fucking good. Nice. All right. They then talk about George on TV and uh, just how ridiculous he looked, all that kind of shit. Uh, we cut to then George at Monk's, and he's getting dumped, and he ends up getting the it's not you, it's me, uh, which uh, he calls out. You know, it's, it's me, baby. I know it's me. I, I'm the best at giving it's you, it's not me. Um, that kind of shit. Have you, have you ever given the, it's not you, it's me? No, because I am terrible breaking up with people. So I just make them hate me until they break up with me. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, I know it's, and it's something I, sadly, it's something I never learned to correct. And hopefully I never will have to because I'm happily married now. Yes, exactly. But but it's, it's something I've, it's something that as I get older, I'm actually not proud of. And I look back, I realize kind of how wrong that was, but I have, I just hate confrontation, man. I'm just not good at it. And, uh, and it just, yeah, I'm that, I am that asshole. I am an asshole. I'm that asshole that like, if I want to break up with you, I'll just be an asshole to make you break up with me. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I've, I've never given the exact lines of it's you, it's me because it's become too cliche and too bullshitty. Even though I think some people probably still use it nowadays. Um, but now it was, it was actually, I was dating someone right before I started dating my now wife and she's fantastic person. You know, she's still, she's awesome. And, um, you know, friends, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm still friends with, we're still friends on Facebook and you know what, there's no real awkwardness or whatnot. Cause she ended up finding this case should know your friends on Facebook. Yeah, probably. Um, I think so. Okay. But like. Well, there's nothing nefarious, you creepo. Like going on, I'll say like after. Sure. Um, but like she ended up finding the guy that she married. You know, probably not long after her and I stopped dating. But so her and I, her and I were were kind of were dating. We were. Um, but then I started like also. We weren't like fully on boyfriend girlfriend dating or whatnot. We were like we were talking and dating. We saw each other and whatnot and had some dates. And then Keisha and I started talking more and more. And then I was just like, man. I'm getting more excited about talking to Keisha, who's my now wife, and and you know seeing how that's going than I am about dating this other person. So I had to go over to her place and I had to break it off. And I didn't give her exactly the it's you, it's me, but it was kind of akin to that. It was more just like, yeah. hey, I'm sorry, I'm just you know, I'm just I'm just not feeling it. It's not you know my thing, and I'm sorry I didn't mean to like have this go as far as it did or whatever, et cetera, whatever the hell I said. Um, but. That- that sounds pretty nice and honest. I mean, it sounds pretty I, honest, well, honestly. Yes. I Well, I it wasn't honest. I didn't tell her, hey, there's someone else I want to see more than you. I didn't right, say that. Yeah. But yeah. I did the other kind of stuff. But so I, that, that that's as close to as you, it's not you, it's me that I've done. Okay, okay, okay. Well, in your defense, I am friends with my ex-wife on Facebook. Okay. Um, but she found me. I I I, <laughs> I didn't I wouldn't have added her. Uh, but she did add me on Instagram and she only has one picture on Instagram, never updates it. So I think she just joined Instagram to add me, which to is st- <laughs> just yeah, a spy I'm on like, you. 
I guess. I don't know. But I mean, we haven't been we haven't been married in like 15 years, like 16 years. So I don't know. But um, I am, you know, still friends with her, but I'm not still friends with some of my other exes. So, yeah, I don't think I'm friends with like um, there's there's one other girlfriend who I dated for a couple years who was definitely my most uh, um, intense dating person before I, I married Keisha. But. I don't think I don't think we're friends on Facebook. You know, I, I don't. I, there was no need to stay friends after your relationship. People yeah. out there, if you were listening to us, you don't need to do it. Who cares? You don't talk to him. It doesn't matter. You don't have to have the fucking, um, you know, the illusion of being happy and no. friends with everybody. Just fuck it. Move on with your life. And that's all that's going to matter. And that's the Relationship Corner podcast <laughs> with Adam and Corey. <laughs> God. So, <laughs> two two men you absolutely <laughs> never want to get relationship hey, advice whoa, whoa, whoa. from. We are both happily married to fantastic women, um, and yeah, who cares? I, I somehow feel like we lucked into this. Oh God, yes, we did. <laughs> I feel like that was more luck than skill. If you know? any of our fans like look us up on Facebook or anything, <laughs> and, they, and then they see our significant others, like, how the fuck did those douches get those fantastic people? Exactly. It makes no I sense. Mean, <laughs> it makes no sense. Both of our wives are very, very lovely, and we are goons. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they are, like, basically beautiful lineswomen, and we yes. are, like, hideous uh, Sunday-eating Georges. Like, that's, yep. that's what it is. <laughs> yep, yep. Bringing it back to Seinfeld, yes. baby. Yes, I am. All right. So, uh, let's see. So, then they actually talk uh, to—so, then they're at the apartment, and Kramer then— tells George about seeing him on TV and then he realizes what happened and you know all the the how he looked terrible and that's the reason he believes why he got dumped um yeah. And I love his rationale. He goes, uh, why wouldn't Gwen be superficial? I would be. <laughs> exactly. And he's dead on right. We've seen yeah. it. And we'll see it yeah. again many, many times. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought that was funny, um, which is ridiculous. If I saw my wife, uh, you know, or even someone I was dating eating that, like that sloppily, I'd probably just be like, oh, my God, you're ridiculous. I'd find <laughs> it funny and endearing. Of course. Of course. Yeah. And then she... and then I'd want to try and bring in Sundays into our sex play. Of course, I'm with you, buddy. <laughs> but but I guess you know what we're looking at women who like are already uh, beautiful. So like, where's like? Let's not gonna like not gonna lie. George, not the best looking no. guy. So I think you don't as a woman you want it, it's. I, I'm not shitting on Jason Alexander, but like he his character dates women that are a bit more attractive than oh, I would yeah. say he is but also so George, got, George has no prospect he has no job right now he has nothing exactly. going for him and, and so like having Gwen see him in this that light right there I mean yeah I mean he's human whatever but at the same time I get why she'd be like well I'm not that attractive to you you know yeah truly now I will say just real quick just to go back to I'm not we don't need to go back to the scene of him the whole not you it's me mm. I will just say that I really like that dialogue in that little scene. Just, it, it, I thought it was really good, and it yes. ended with George like saying something like, "Ah, you'll never know." And then he was like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, I, I don't know. It was, I really liked the dialogue. I liked the exchange. I thought that scene, mm. that little micro scene, mm -hmm. was pretty fucking good, actually. Yeah, yeah, of them at the diner at Monks. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Um, and at least they were in the right 
seat too. Yeah, they were. <laughs> they were in the correct seat. Uh, but here at the apartment where everybody just kind of keeps ripping on George about seeing him on TV, Jerry even gets a quick call from, uh, I'm assuming, Morty or Helen. <laughs> yeah, uh, we, don't, we don't cut to them or anything, but it's just kind of funny just seeing them kind of, you know, being mentioned uh, and then ripping on George as well. It's cute. It's really cute. <laughs> yeah, I so. know. I, I like that. I like that, actually. Mm-hmm. So then they have a quick little discussion on who has to withdraw from going to the party, whether it's George or uh, his his ex, which both of them are friends with the person. So, you know, it doesn't matter now. Do you have an opinion on the matter? Me? Yeah. No, I, I think they. I, if they're both friends, I think they could both go. I don't yeah. think that's a problem. And I think the way it ended, I think you could be totally fine just being there. But, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I do but, like but, Elaine's but, rationale, though, that he's the loser, and so he, he shouldn't have. He shouldn't be allowed to go anymore because he's a failure, and yet the uh, the other person should be allowed to go party more. I yeah, I, I do see funny. Elaine. I, I but I guess I, I guess if I were to lean on somebody, I would say. George, like, let him go so he can recuperate and 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 find somebody. Gwen, you're doing fine, clearly. Yeah, but when, um, in reality, they both should be allowed to go. Who gives? Yeah, a in, in yeah. reality, it and and that's the thing. Like, we don't really know like how much they liked each other. Or George liked you know her or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, in reality, it seemed like it was a fine breakup. Just have them both go. I will say, Glenn, Gwen's taste in men very well, she's similar. Not, I don't I think guess. she's, I don't think she's really hitting on the other guy. Do you? That other guy, that fucking ugly ass dude. <laughs> yes. Who is, yeah, exactly. We were talking we'll, about we'll, unattractive we'll that. We'll that. Georges. I, I got a lot to say about that guy. <laughs> that other dude is way worse. Yeah, way that, more. That guy's uh, a fucking turd, man. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But I don't, I think they were just friends and that might be their relationship. I don't think that they, anything was going to happen. We'll get to care. their fucking, fucking Todd looks like a turd. <laughs> we're going to get there. All right. Um, George somehow weasels his way into Jerry's date uh, with uh, the lineswoman. Now, why would Jerry allow this? This is his first date with this girl. I would never allow this. Uh, Yeah, I mean, George shouldn't have brought it up, but I get that he's feeling blue. And at the same time, this, you know, the fact that Jerry brings him along is what I ultimately love about mm. Seinfeld is mm-hmm. that Jerry and George are fucking best friends till the end, essentially. And yeah, man, yeah, it's detrimental probably to the long-term relationship of Jerry and this girl. But I kind of always like that Jerry has this devil-may-care attitude when it comes to women and yep. that he'll put his friend first. Whether that's right or wrong, I think you can make an argument both ways. But I always like the fact that he put his friend first. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, so at that restaurant, um, they find out that, uh, that how Laura communicates best is she reads lips. Bro, it, I mean, is that the Chinese restaurant with? Oh, I mean, it looks like, yeah, it could be. It could be <laughs> the Cartwright restaurant for all we know. Yes, I just, I mean, I can literally, I can just see James Hong right around the yeah, corner. I, know. I mean, if I'm only. like, it's got to be the same fucking place. Yeah, you know? it did seem like it. Absolutely. Um, so I want to say I love this scene right here where uh, they find out that she does lip reading. And so now we get this whole thing where George and Jerry are trying to hide their lips by putting either their hand or a coffee cup or something um, in front of their lips as they're talking to each other. But they're having a conversation with themselves trying to figure out, oh, can we get her to read uh, Gwen's lips to find out why George got dumped with her he's so obsessed i don't know he's stupidly obsessed with why he got dumped but he wants to find out and they're doing this whole conversation about you know trying to hide it and it is 
funny and she's not really paying attention it doesn't seem like she is and then they put down uh they kind of put down their their arms or whatnot and jerry's like um laura i gotta ask and she's like i'll do it because one yeah. probably she they're they're not as smooth as they, as they think they are and two she's probably been asked this a hundred times and yes. so she just knows exactly what's going on and i just that's to me fantastic probably my favorite scene of the episode I 100% agree, bro. I fucking loved it. I was laughing. I was uh, just just watching it and, and, and enjoying it. I love this scene because I also love the fact that she's like, sure, sure, I'll do it. You know, no problem. It's, it's, she definitely shows she almost has like a She almost has like a Jerry Devil May Care attitude. Yeah, she's down for whatever. You know what? She just wants to have a good time. Um, and she's like, yeah, okay. You know, she, she doesn't take that kind of stuff as an insult um, of no. people asking her to, like, as a party trick, you know? <laughs> my, my favorite part of it, though, is when, like, Jerry's, like, she's not something, right? I can't figure out what analogy he uses, but then George is, like... It's a skill. She's pro- She probably wants to show it off. And I'm like, you know what? I'm with George on this one. I'm not yeah. going to lie to you. Fair enough. <laughs> but it was, yeah, I'm with you, bro. It's, it's fucking fantastic. This scene is fantastic. Yeah. All right. So at the end of the date, uh, Jerry drops her off. And, you know, he's, he's talking about the upcoming party they're going to go to. And he's like, okay, so, uh, so how about six? But even he even kind of says it, uh, you know, for the audience as like almost sex. Uh, so they kind of get that in their in their heads, um, and so she and so she you can tell from her response she thinks he might have said sex, and so she's all kind of like uh, freaked out about it, and she kind of leaves in a huff. Yeah, and my only takeaway one, I mean, so she looks down when he says like sort of the key component to what 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 he you know leading up to it. So I, I get why she doesn't understand it, yeah. but. At the age of, you know, probably 26, whatever she is right there, you would think at that point she's probably used to discerning between six and sex. Like, yeah. I guarantee you there's, like, words that she knows to—, to she, she probably at that point knows to, to ask a question to elaborate further. Yeah. And I will say, I will say the fact that she looks down when he says sort of a, a key component to the dialogue, mm-hmm. I get that. That's why she missed it, right? So— so in in a weird way, I feel like they did not do a disservice to her her being hearing impaired. You know what I mean? Like I, I feel like they didn't do a disservice, but it was only because, and I kind of feel like maybe she probably added it because of the fact that she looked down at whatever she was looking down at at that in a wrong moment for her in that conversation, but yeah. led to a funny exchange. Yeah, but you're you're probably dead on there. Now, granted. I know nothing about lip reading, but I could assume yeah. a lot of words look similar. And so context is right. the biggest thing about trying to figure out what someone is actually saying. And I think she would probably be smart enough to realize he's not asking for sex bluntly. He is asking how about six. Um, yes, exactly. So yeah. Exactly. So uh, anyway, we then cut to the ball boy tryouts and Kramer <laughs> does a fantastic job. He's like leaping through the air. He's down, I mean, this isn't this isn't top tier. Uh, Michael Richards' physical comedy, but this is strong Kramer physical comedy here. Yeah, and I I totally forgot that the punk kid that's making fun of him is the one sitting in the chair, all out of breath, all sweating and tired. Now, I will say, Kramer wearing those Converse, those are not, like, made for, like, They they have no arch support. I know. (laughs) I know. So, yeah, but he's looking pretty good. Hey, everybody. Corey here. I just wanted to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages. Hello, everybody. I'm Adam. 
I'm John. And every week we are giving you a blast from our past. We are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, album reviews, top tens, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. So please join us every single week on the Blast From Our Past podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to podcasts, you can find us, and we would love to have you take a trip with us to the land of nostalgia. And now, back to the show. Uh, then at the apartment, uh, Jerry figured out what happened about the whole six and sex thing. He's talking about that, I think, with uh, George right here. Um, but now George is really worried about her abilities. If she can't discern six and sex, he's not sure that she's going to be good enough to read lips from across the room. Um, Kramer then comes in. He says he got the ball boy job. And honestly, I was expecting an audience cheer. We had just seen a really cool scene of him being funny with a physical comedy. There was no cheer, and I missed. I wish I had one. He deserved a cheer. Yeah, I mean, this is something we're tracking this season is is the cheers. <laughs> and you you know we've we've both established that we don't love a mid episode cheer if we've already seen Kramer entering the room, but. We didn't get a cheer at all yeah. for him this episode. So now I'm with you. I'm like, oh, well, now I kind of miss the cheer. <laughs> and then, of course, I could just see, like, the Seinfeld god up in the air yeah. right now being like, well, what do you want? Do you want it? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, dude. I, I And I wrote it down. I tracked it. I said, no cheer for Kramer entering the scene on this one. So, yeah, for me, I kind of wanted one, too. I didn't need the enter because the enter was not big. It was the... Because he entered right away and said, I got the job. Like, yep. I wanted to hear a cheer after I got the job, and there was yep. nothing. Yep, so. exactly. Yep, I'm with you, buddy. All right. But as opposed to a cheer, what we do get, sir, is a Superman reference. <laughs> oh, oh, I didn't even. Whoa, yes. boy, I missed that. No, Holy no, jo shit. So George is comparing uh, Laura's ability to rip, rip, lip read as it's like being friends with Superman. If we can harness this power, Jerry, and use it for our own personal gain, there'd be nothing that can stop us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I remember that. I think I just, I forgot, I didn't pick up, I mean, I picked, I heard him say it, but like, yeah. I just love the fact that like, he instantly goes to, if we can harness it for yeah. us. Which, like, is, he, which is not a super, it's a Lex Luthor thing to say. I know, <laughs> I know. And you're, and you're right, that's that's why it actually works even better, because it's it's a Lex Luthor thing. But yeah. I just, I love how he jumps to like, like there's no stopping us, we're unstoppable. Yeah, and that's why it's funny. It is. Speaking of funny, yay! In and bus speaking of no cheer. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, because because he just kind of slides on and he comes right on in. In bus our boy Wayne Knight Newton Newton Newton. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, Newton! Where the fuck did I say that? No, I, I've had a couple whiskeys. Not all that many, but a couple whiskeys. Right now, in case anybody's curious, I am drinking. I'm actually I'm uh, I'm drinking the uh, Smoke Wagon Straight Bourbon Whiskey. It's from uh, Las Vegas. It's uh, pretty tasty. Nice. And uh, you you've told me multiple times it has hints of cherry. Yeah, yeah. I'm get I get strong hints of cherry in here. It's not a flavored whiskey by any means, but you get different hints of different flavors. I get cherry heavily on this one. It's a uh, 92.5 proof, so it's not a huge high proof, but it's not a not a low proof either. It's a solid. I kind of like the 90 to 100 proof ones. Those are kind of like my range. I've tried some 120 proof stuff, and that's just a little too strong for me right now. Um, mm -hmm. And the, the 80 proof is very 
uh, drinkable. It's super easy drinkable, but yeah. it also can be just a little bit, mm, little bit flat, a little bit thin. Um, but I yeah. still like them. You know, it depends on the ones. There's some of them that I actually really, really like. Uh, but right now, I'm kind of I'm finding that the the in between the 90 to the 100, 105 proofs, like that spot, that that seems to be my sweet spot right now. And like I'm kind of like with with beers, I I like obviously like a higher alcohol you know a mm-hmm. uh, volume to it. Um, but like if it gets into like the nines or the tens, it tastes too like I guess alcoholy to me. I guess you know. But uh, right now I'm drinking a coffee peanut butter cup porter that my wife got for me. I probably mm-hmm. wouldn't have gotten it myself, but it is nine percent, which is pretty yeah. nice, That's and it has. La- and it has lactose, so I did have to take my lactase, uh, <laughs> my lactose pill. She, so she got you a beer with lactose, and knowing that you'd be farting up a storm at, the, at well, the house? well, at at this point, bro, I eat lactate pills like uh, nobody's <laughs> business. So I and but 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 I will say for thirty nine, uh, probably forty years of my life, I didn't know what was wrong with me, and I just farted my way through life. <laughs> you know what? Dairy is awesome. It's it's worth farting your way through life, man. Yeah, it is. But now I can have dairy and not fart. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get back to Newman. <laughs> Newman, <laughs> love Newman, man. All right. I fucking love him. He just kind of busts in, and uh, he also he talks to Jerry. He wants he he found out he heard about uh you know his uh the party trick that is Jerry's girlfriend, <laughs> and he wants to use her, and um. You know, Jerry's like, no, you can't. No, I'm not going to use her. And we get a, it's a such a short scene from Newman, but I'm so glad it was included. We get yeah. a wonderful little exit scene here with a great line. When you control the mail, you control information. <laughs> just kind of, kind of heads out. But it's just, I don't know. It's it's that over the top. You know, once you see Newman getting that red face, that you know, yeah. just getting super yeah. angry. It's you know <laughs> yeah. something amazing is gonna happen, and that was just a great delivery, great line. It was so short, and I can tell you, it was not necessary. It was not necessary to be in this episode, but I'm so glad it was included. But it's a highlight of the episode. It is absolutely a highlight. Yeah. Anytime Newman fucking gets on screen, man, highlight of the episode for me. Usually, and, honestly, well, I say ninety percent of the time. And honestly, I like the fact that they didn't do the Hello Newman on this one. Like, yeah. I don't need it every time. I, I, I want it more than 50%. Like, mm-hmm. I want it to happen more often than not, but I don't honestly want it to happen every single time. Yeah. So this was fucking perfect. This is a, like, th- this episode has these awesome little micro moments like like this like uh the the exchange between george and 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 gwen at the the at monks like man this mm-hmm. is just a nice little burst of awesomeness it's almost like it's almost like when you bite into like that new piece of gum and you get that awesome <laughs> burst of flavor you know it's it's like that yeah well you talk about micro moments uh this episode has quick edits um mm-hmm. it has quick scenes that they intercut with quite a bit and so you are getting just a little here's a we're on this here scene right here and then we're going to cut really quickly to see this other thing and then cut back and then cut back later and so you're getting these tiny little moments but they are cohesive and they do work yeah yeah they do they do all right jerry george and kramer are using uh, a car service to go over to the party and it's the same guy apparently there's only one car service driver in all of uh new york (laughs) Apparently, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's the same guy who Elaine had earlier. Um, but you know, apparently now he can't hear uh, because he went to some rock concert or some shit. Um, and there's a little 
quick auditory style joke from yeah. Metallica, huh? Waka. Huh? Like it, yeah. It it wasn't great, but at the same time, I thought it was interesting and different for Seinfeld, yeah. and so I appreciated it. Yeah, no, I liked it. I was like, okay. yeah, that was fun. That was a little fun little wordplay, and then mm-hmm. and it worked. It worked, and it did its job, and it got yeah. out. I, but I was like, hey, good job. That was fun. A little, little exchange. I agree. It didn't linger. It was just kind of it was there and gone. Yeah. So uh, then enter Elaine into the, as they're picking her up, but that guy recognizes her as the person who, you know, uh, faked being deaf and all that bullshit. And so he kicks them all out of the driver's service, which he should probably get fired if he does that, in my opinion, because he's not. Yeah. He doesn't own that service, to my knowledge. No. Nope. So fuck him. Yep. Um, he he would have gotten a one star. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they absolutely should call his boss and say, fuck this dude. Um, he let send personal another matters. car. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Send yep. another car. Mm-hmm. This guy needs to get fired. Yep. So, uh, would a one star rating be that terrible for a driver? Like, would it really like cause you to like immediately brink of of uh, being fired or something like that? Or, or they, you know, I, I never drove for Lyft or, or Uber or whatnot. Like, was yeah. a one star? Did you get any one stars? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I mean, for for the, I mean, I was pretty much a, a weirdly weird. I mean, it's. So weird. I mean, guys, white privilege is a thing because I had a five-star rating and I was the biggest fucking asshole to every single person (laughs) I met. That sounds exactly like Corey that I know. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. If I, guys, if I hate doing something, I will let you know because I can't fucking stand it. But I will say uh, I did get a couple of one stars and- if you get a couple of them back to back, they'll put you on like like an hour or something. They'll they'll like they'll suspend you for like a day or something small. But yeah, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, guys, none of it matters because you're just a fucking meat puppet for for Lyft and Uber, anyways. <laughs> like they want to replace all yeah. the drivers with you know it doesn't matter. Yeah, and they don't your pay anybody life, properly. Your life doesn't matter at all. All the profits go to the big wigs, just yep. like Amazon. All that kind of bullshit. The, the distribution of wealth in this country is bullshit, and we're gonna fucking fight the man. I mean, seriously, like, like you barely make enough between how much gas costs in LA and how much you get paid. I was barely clearing like, like 20, 30 bucks or something a day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just it, like it profit wise, you know, it's, yeah. it's not sustainable and, uh, it's, it's a scam. It's honestly, it's truly a scam because there are no benefits to it for the driver. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Shit, that's way too much serious stuff. Let's talk. All right, they get to the party. All right, they're at the party, and uh, my first note is Todd looks like a turd. Yeah, he does. But Todd, he's just a, he's a mutual friend. I don't think that there is anything between him no. and Gwen. No, 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 no. Exactly. I don't think so either. I don't. I I don't think that ultimately there is. But truly. you know what? In the last episode, George talked about he wished there were more pigmen around. No, he just needs more Todd around, and so that way he would look good in comparison to Todd. <laughs> I mean, they're both the same fucking height, man. I'm like, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, but but Todd is significantly more hideous, in my opinion. <laughs> I, I completely agree. Yeah. Uh, Kramer meets with uh, Laura, and he does like this weird, jumbled up, not real sign language, and she's confused by it, but he thinks she doesn't know her shit, but yeah. obviously uh, Kramer's not going to know his shit. Well, you great. think that he's not going to know his shit, but yeah. Um, yeah. Um, George then talks to Todd and he, uh, he then kind of sets up the whole lip reading thing. They get going. So Kramer is reading the signs from Laura, who is lip reading from, um, 
uh, from them, from okay. whatever their face is. Now, my curiosity on this, I guess she had to be closer. I was trying to figure out why, because she speaks. You know, she she she. Yeah, and yeah so, I know what you mean. You you want to say like why why couldn't she just mouth back? Because yes, I think that she's seen the information coming in so fast that if she has to pause to say something, she's going to miss. Honestly, like if. Kramer didn't know sign language, then yes, she would just have to tell them. But I think if Kramer 100% knew exactly what she was saying, then yes, I think this would be a faster form of doing it because she can sign as it's happening. Yeah. Whereas she would have to like pause and sort of tell them what was happening and then she might miss something. Maybe. You know what I mean? My, my thought is the distance they wanted to stay away from the other people right. to be comfortable yeah. was farther than she would feel comfortable doing the sign reading or sorry, the right. lip reading. And yeah. so she had to be closer to read lips and then she did the signing. So Kramer could then read it from there. Then they just had to keep it. It doesn't really matter the semantics as to why they set this up this way, but they did. Um, well, so- or maybe they just, you know what? They, they probably set it up to give Kramer a reason to be there and something to do. But ultimately, like ultimately whatever the setup is, the, 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 the this Per, like this exchange like how this happens i enjoy this even though even if the the setup is convoluted you know what i mean yeah yeah okay yeah i agree it is funny that you just get some good humor through it um so as she's reading their lips and signing to kramer he's kind of getting things mixed up we hear them saying oh they're making like a pun on oh let's sweep together yeah let's sweep together and kramer is reading it as sleep together now, at first, I thought, okay, so she fucked up six and sex. Maybe she is fucking up sleep and sweep. Right. I looked up the ASL sign for sweeping and the ASL sign for sleeping. She 100% does the sign for sweep. For Not- sweep. Oh, so Kramer, Kramer is the one that messes up. up. Exactly. Oh. She is giving the proper sign. Kramer is fucking up sleep and sweep, which I have an issue with because sign language doesn't work that way. It's not like you have similar signs for similar yeah. sounds. That, that that So why would you screw those two things up? Oh, it would shit. make sense if she fucked it up, but she doesn't. She does sweep. Sleep wow. is totally different. Wow. That, that... That um, I'm 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 right now I'm kind of blown away. Yeah. Um, if I were a listener of the podcast, I'd be thrilled that you you looked that up, and I am as your co-host and friend yeah. thrilled that you looked that up. Now my brain is 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 spiraling because because they do that entire setup of her fucking up six and yeah, six. Yeah, so you so, would assume so she would screw yeah, it up, but she's yeah, not. I, I, I labored under the assumption for this this whole entire episode that she was screwing it up, and but that's the way the joke is set up. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she should be doing sleep. If you just look at the structure of the joke, why would they set up the miscommunication early on if ultimately she could discern discern yep. sleep from sleep, whatever sleep from sweep. Then yeah, wow. Ah. Uh, so so weirdly, what went from a good joke now went to a poorly made joke. Exactly. Yes. Exactly cuz like, the, the the sign the signs don't make sense as to why they would be so fucked up by Kramer. So she's making the sign for sweep, right? Yes. Yes. She's one wow. so so yeah, exactly. When she does like that um that hand across like the yeah. the, the floor look, that is yeah. sweep. 
and not sleep. Sleep is like a whole hand over your face situation. Totally, like, you. There's no way yeah. those could be confused. Like, like, like. If I don't know if you guys can hear it in my voice, but like, literally in my brain, this is changing my review as we uh. speak of this episode. Like, like my rating. Like, I'm trying to figure out how the fuck to process this. And uh, okay, so yeah, so I mean, ultimately, I guess the, at the end of the day, the, you know, the, the joke, joke is, is still what there, it is, and it doesn't it's still matter. There, but like but when now you, I'm just yeah. now I'm a little bit less impressed by it. Yeah, when you when you when you break it down, they fucked it up, and they yeah. should have had her fuck up. Sleep yeah. and sweep, but they didn't. They had that's, Kramer that's, fuck it up. That's the structure that they yes. set up, or then, or then set up like a different thing in the car, you know, or, mm -hmm. or just don't do that thing in the car and have Kramer fuck something up. Like you just you didn't set that up, you know? Yeah, yeah. All right. So anyway, George thinks he you know thinks it is sleep together. So he then he walks over to them. Gwen and Todd and like calls them out on oh so this is why you broke up with me because you wanted to fuck Todd kind of thing um no it's all blow it ends up blowing up in his face uh and so yeah it's then no that all confusion kind of whatever and, uh, and then like something mm -hmm. happens to like his like, he gets he, smacked in the eye? face nothing comes from it was the so, point so, of that so so my note on my two notes for the party is Todd looks like a turd <laughs> and and the scene ends on a dud yeah, it is a dud because we needed at least something to come back to to him getting smacked in the face or why his face was important or something. And then like the smacking be a like, thing. Yeah. And it was it, it meant nothing. I, I felt like that was like, we don't know how to end this scene. Let's yeah. end it like this. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. That, that was that was a bit flat. So fuck. Uh, we are then at another tennis tournament, and they talk about, oh, my God, they're watching Monica Seles in the finals at this at this tournament, and it's the first tour of her comeback. Now, do you know what they were referencing? Oh, you know I don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, back in 1993, in early of 1993, um, Monica Seles was, play was playing a tournament in Hamburg, Germany, when Gunther Parcha an obsessed fan of the German uh, uh, player Steffi Graf, who Monica Seles, at this time, Monica Seles was ranked the number one player in the world. Okay. Steffi Graf is an amazing tennis player. She's a German tennis player. She's fantastic. And she, as I mentioned, she won the U.S. Open in 1993. But um, Monica Seles had beaten her like three out of the last four finals that they had met in. And so she actually was up in the series. And so she was playing in Germany. And this Gunter Parcha ran down from the stands and stabbed Monica Seles uh, in between her shoulder blades in the middle of a match at this oh, tournament. shit. I feel, like I've, I feel like I've heard this, yeah. you know, before. She didn't die from it, right? Like, no, no, was, no. She came back. Yeah. She did eventually. And, yeah. so they said, and so even Seinfeld kind of mentioned, oh, we're here at, at her comeback. Granted, okay. Monica Seles did not come back in 1993. She actually didn't come back to tennis because, I mean, it's a traumatic thing. And, and she, yeah. al she also yeah. vowed that she would never play in Germany again because yeah. of this bullshit because the guy got off, basically. Oh, fuck like, that guy. They, 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 found out, they found him to be mentally unstable. And so he ended up getting like six weeks and that was it. Um, but the thing is, he still fucking stabbed a person. Yeah. And there's, yeah. there's uh, we don't need to go into mental disability and what needs to their punishments be but when you're actually stabbing somebody or you're committing a, a violent crime i'm sorry that's not enough i don't you're a danger I, I don't really care what your status is you could be a danger and you need to be held to some kind of accountability 
Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. I, I'm with Monica Sellis on this one. Yes. So she actually didn't return to tennis until 1995. So okay. they were a little bit too early. So Monica Sellis was not playing at this time. Um, so they so they were probably, they wrote it thinking, you know, like, you know, yeah. thinking that she was going to come Think, back. Exactly. Thinking she was going to yeah. come back. Um, but anyway, Kramer is the ball boy. At this uh, at this particular tournament, they don't really really say what it is. I'm not sure exactly what it is, um, but he ends up running straight into this player who is is supposed to be Monica Sellis and like knocking her out or whatnot. Um, anyway, and and, jo- and Jerry has a nice little line, thus ending the great ball man experiment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I will say that um, the them all giving the thumbs up to Kramer, <laughs> I use that gif. All the time. It's. It, I love now, like seeing the episodes that my gifts are in that I use on on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. I always use that. It, usually, sometimes we'll some people just zoom in on on the Jerry part of it. Yeah. But I always use that gif. Nice. Noise. Right. Noise. <laughs> uh, and then at the end, um, the Laura. Our deaf person uh, gets into the car with uh, the driver at the end of this whatever particular tournament, and it is the same driver that Elaine had. Ha ha! And she says, "Oh wait, I'm sorry, I'm deaf. I can't hear you." And we see he has an angry face, and that's the end. A little extra tag for this guy. I didn't care about that. I did not like the driver. I didn't think he was all that funny. I didn't give a fuck about his storyline. I mean, it's a. I guess I don't know. It kind of brings it back one more time. Kind of funny. Um, but that anyway, that's how they end the show. Other than they go into a stand-up um, on, I wrote check move. <laughs> well, first off, did you notice that on the master shot of the car pulling up was an old guy driving oh, it, and no, then I didn't. <laughs> so the, so continuity was way off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, that's fucking hilarious. Um, all right, stand-up. Here we go. I've always been a fan of the little check move. You know, he makes the motion in his head, the little check move. He's like, you know, can I get the check? You know, he's like, yeah. uh, he's like unless the waiter's not too sharp, they got to total it up. And he does like, he starts doing the check from the, then the check total. And then uh, he's like, the check? I want the check. Sometimes they come over and they go, do you want the check? He's like, no, I want to be pen pals. Can't you see what I'm doing here? I'm trying to be cool and impress people. And then it ended with like twenty seconds still left. And it was like, it was one of the faster uh, endings that it had. Like it, it was it yeah. was quick moving. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, oh is there more? Yeah. Like wh- what? <laughs> I felt uh, the, I actually watched it twice because I was like, man, this is one of the the fastest. Uh, uh, I felt like the whole stand up bit was really quick, and then I watched it again. I was like, okay, maybe it's not that quick. But then, but even you noticed something, so I was like, okay, yeah, it felt there was something weird about the pacing or the the whole timing of this one. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's when they stand, sit on his face like for twenty <laughs> seconds, when, when, you know, him smiling while the while the credits roll. I'm like, you, and, yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh man. All right, buddy. I did the last one. Tell me what you think about this one. All right. Yeah, you changed your score. Potentially changed your score in the middle of this one. Um, for me. This was not a standout episode, but this was still a solid episode. It had some things that I actually quite enjoyed. Kramer as the ball boy was funny. The lip reading stuff is mostly funny, other than like the whole running flat and the whole confusion as to sleep, sweep, who fucked that up, why they screwed that up in the writing or whatever. I don't know. I enjoyed things about this episode enough. I actually enjoyed it, in my personal opinion, a little bit better than our previous episode. And as a lot of people know, we kind of um, 
we record our episodes in two episode blocks. And so typically what I do is I kind of like <laughs> decide which episode I like better. And I want to, I, I always, I always try to like usually like rank them or put them in my head. And this one, I thought I liked it a little bit better than the Pigman episode. Um, so the Briss, uh, but so if I gave it a 3.5 out of five Croats. Croats. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah, dude, I, so yeah, like you said, um, we recorded these back to back. Um, the Briss episode, I did not have a lot of notes because I didn't have a lot of stuff to sort of like take away from the episode. Kind of had the same with this mm. one. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I felt like we had a good time, you know, talking about it. The The length of this episode is remarkable, uh, how long it is for like our normal average, you know? Yeah. And I was like, you know, I'm having a great time talking about it with you. So I'm like, okay, so it's kind of like inching up as we're talking. It's kind of inching up. And then when you drop the <laughs> fucking bombshell on me that, 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 you know, the whole... Everything that they fucking set up isn't even fucking right for that joke. I mean, honestly, bro, that fucking made it fucking plummet for me, man. I was like, are you serious? Like, I almost wish I didn't know that information. I mean, like, mm-hmm. dude, I- I'm glad I do. I'm glad I know it. I'm glad you told it. I'm glad we all know it as listeners. But, like, I'm like, damn. Like, that's kind of fuck. Like, that kind of sucks, man. Yeah. And And I feel like... My note with 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 uh how the scene with with the with um the deaf girl it just it ended with a dud. Mm-hmm. I felt like the, every storyline in this thing was a was like a fucking dud. I feel like it just this episode didn't go anywhere. And yeah, this is a show about nothing, but <laughs> it's not really. That's 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 the genius of Seinfeld. It's not really about nothing, even though we say it is. Mm-hmm. But this fucking episode is well and truly about nothing. Like, if you took this episode out of the equation, there's nothing there that affects anything. And, man, I was like... Ah, fucking, I was just, I was disappointed when you when you pointed out the 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 thing about the sweeping versus mm. sex. So, honestly, man, I, I got it. I'm going to give this a fucking... I'm going to give it two... <laughs> a ball men out of five. <laughs> two ball men, huh? Man, it, yeah. it dropped. That really bro. did, it, yeah. It, took it, it did. I and I didn't. I really didn't think it would. But I think you guys can hear my my. I'm like stumbling. I was trying to like figure out how to like process that information because what you just kind of just threw out is just information. I it fucking blew my mind. You mm-hmm. know, like it, it it reshaped the episode. And so like I feel like I could have. I feel like I could have overlooked some of the shit that I didn't like. If, you know, shit made sense, but then at the end of the day, you're saying that, like, the joke doesn't even fucking make sense? Yeah. Fuck, man. That, nah, that, that sucked, bro. That really fucking sucked. Well, you know what doesn't suck? The BFOP <laughs> Network. The BFOP Network. It is <laughs> utter non-suckage. <laughs> and to kick off the BFOP Network, the Blast From Our Past podcast, Blast From Our Past Network, Blast From Our Past podcast, is a flagship series hosted by Moa, Adam Spees, and my brother, John Spees, and it is all things nostalgia. We do movie, TV show reviews, fan castings, album reviews. We do top tens. We do whatever you would give us money for, honestly. <laughs> if you want to go look into our Patreon, we'll do whatever you want. Uh, I also host a show called Throwback Trivia Takedown. Everything is on the Beef Up Network because I love this network. I love the people I am podcasting with. We have a great group of people, and that includes not just 
me and Corey from Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast, it includes Corey on another show that I want him to tell you about. And that show is Podcasting After Dark. And let me tell you, we do not have any twos on that show. <laughs> By the way, bro, this now ties fucking the trip part one for me, man. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah it was not yeah. that bad. But I mean, granted, I gave them a one and a 1.5, and you you ranked this one a little bit. Um, okay. Yeah, you, you ranked yeah. the trip higher than I did. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I, I'm, I got, dude, I am still fucking blown about this episode. I truly am. But, anyways, Podcasting After Dark, guys, if you like cult movies uh, from eh, probably, you know, the 70s, 80s, early 90s, but we're branching out. Basically, just cult movies of any kind, action, horror, sci fi, you know, uh, stuff with lots of nudity, <laughs> things God. like that. Yeah, sleazy C over there. That's all <laughs> he cares C, about. baby. <laughs> oh, man. Season of sleaze. But, uh, yeah, we have fun. Zach and I have a good time over there. And uh, if you like cult movies, check that shit out. We just dropped our uh, split second episode. Uh, that movie is with uh, Kim Cattrall and Rutger Hauer. came out in 1992. And uh, so that'll kind of give you an indication of the movies that we watch over mm-hmm. there. Yeah. But, uh, I, I, have, I have heard of maybe four of the movies you guys have ever in your entire podcast run yeah, uh, though yeah. you've reviewed and that's it. Yeah, you're like I know the thing. I know yeah, that one. I know the thing. Uh, I know um... <laughs> What was the one that you guys did? Or the the recently that was a big actual actual big movie. Oh, Mallrats. Mallrats. Well, we yeah, well, Mallrats. Mall but there's another one uh, that was actually like a um, a popular film that y'all did. Yeah, I'm I'm usually the one that does more of the mainstream stuff. Zach yeah. does more of oh, the, really? the weird deep cuts and everything. Uh, by the way, man, uh, our Mallrats episode is gangbusters so and that was a part of a of a yes. giant crossover event that we did on the bfop network uh adam and john covered clerks we covered mall rats tess and i actually talked about um uh, uh chasing amy on on ocd trading, so. trading places i don't know why i forget that every time but that's yeah. a huge that's a huge 80s film but you guys talked about that one that was the, one of the biggest movies that you also talked about besides mall rats Yes, yes. <laughs> Karate Man Bruise on the inside. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> I but love yeah, that movie. You, I mean, besides that, oh my God, I don't know this stuff that you guys are <laughs> talking about. What is this crap, Corey? Well, well, remember, guys, if Blast From Our Past is the bright, shiny spot of the BFOP network, then Podcasting After Dark is the dark shadow. Mm-hmm. But... But we do have our buddies, Tim and Dean, over at Talking Back, and they put on a fantastic show. Very, you know, very similar to, to Podcast After Dark and Blast From Past, where they talk about a movie or comic book or TV show or whatever from their past, and they break it down and talk about it. So the cool thing is, man, like, Adam, like, we have three shows on this network, mm-hmm. and we don't have, like, any, like, overlap on the movies that we talk about. No. So, like, like it's, it's because it's cool to see what you grab you and john gravitated towards whereas you know tim and dean gravitated towards and me and zach gra- mm-hmm. it's like we kind of cover like all the fucking bases in uh in nostalgia you know so what you're telling me is our listeners don't need to listen to anything else just check yes. out all the different podcasts in the beef yes. network and you've got everything covered that you'd ever want to listen to that's that is exactly what I'm telling you. And if you guys happen to be new to the show right now, you're just popping in on episode six, season five, and you're like, hey, where are seasons one through three? Well, we have our entire catalog ad free, 100% ad free 
on our Patreon page, and that's patreon.com slash Cartwright. Again, that's patreon.com slash Cartwright. 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 <laughs> and Adam, how much do you think all of those episodes, because we're we're actually, I think we're 50-something. I, I forget offhand, but we're, we've, I, I actually think we're in 60s at this point. How much do you think 60-plus episodes would run you? I think a sane person would probably pay fifty-seven ninety-three dollars a month for that. <laughs> Easy. Well, it's a good thing you don't have to pay that much. A fraction <laughs> of that, because our entire catalog is just one dollar. Uh, all $1. proceeds go, go to help the show, keep it on the air, pay for server costs, make us rich, all that kind oh of stuff. Oh my God! Yeah, if only. <laughs> you shitting me? If only. <laughs> if only. Oh man! There's but, a, uh, there's, you know. there's just, the the amount of rich podcasters out there is so few, and so if you think that giving one dollar to us is gonna be like a oh my god they don't need that extra no we do like we're we fucking poor it, guys we <laughs> we're so poor and we're guys we're so broke we love this stuff but at the same time yeah you know it'd be nice to like you know see that our efforts are worth a dollar for someone. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It would be nice. <laughs> but okay. We appreciate all the support you guys give us. And a free way to help the show is to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That goes a long way to helping get new listeners in front of the show. And uh, we thank all you guys. We do, And we do act, We do thank all of our patron supporters. We, we do have some. And we, and we do appreciate you guys. Really, really do. So thank you all so much. And we'll see you next week on Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. Have you been wondering where's the beef? Well, on our podcast, Throwback Trivia Takedown, you might just find that out, as well as some other things about the 70s, 80s, and 90s. We're a nostalgic-based trivia show that pits two challengers head-to-head in a duel of the decades, with categories ranging from movies, TV and music, to slang, food, and fashion. You're sure to get the best in retro-themed trivia. So strap on your jelly shoes, grab a surge, and walk like an Egyptian to your favorite podcast app and check out Throwback Trivia Takedown. I heard even Mikey likes it.